Hello, my name is Matt Mayer, a.k.a. Imp, and this is the finale on Imp's Adventures. No fear, I'm still going to be live every week, but from next week I'll be moving to the main LOP radio feed, the same one Aftershock goes out on, to cover WWE each and every week. Alive the day after each show, Tuesday for Raw, still going Thursdays for NXT, so I'll still be here this time next week just covering NXT. Fingers crossed for smackers on Saturdays. Saturdays really doesn't work at the moment, given it's still a lockdown world. Things aren't normal, and Saturdays, therefore, aren't exactly fine for me at the moment. They might not be until the end of the year. So, this is the last Imp's Adventures. Like, I'll still be going on my adventures here on Lots of Pain Radio, just not under the Imp's Adventures name on my solo show where I talk about whatever I want to talk about here on a Thursday. But I just wish the Switch was under happier circumstances. Like, it's... This show was meant to go out last week, but on Thursday last week, obviously, the speaking out hashtag really took off, and it just didn't feel right. Instead of like doing my own show, promoting my own material, I decided to just spread the information, spread the stories, retweet what I was seeing. I made that decision, then I went to Twitter, and I saw loads of other creators had already made that decision, and others were making it afterwards as well. Like, it was a common consensus that today shouldn't be about us, especially me. Where I've not, I've hardly experienced anything. I, I'm, I'm lucky in that regard, really. White males, I don't experience. I don't experience the racism. I don't experience a lot of the sexism. I am very, very fortunate in my circumstances, and I kind of just felt that I am not the voice now. Especially like my voice is really jovial. Like maybe a week later, when people like today, where people maybe are wanting a bit of a pick me up, I'm better for that. <laughs> That's kind of where I come in. I've been, uh, my column on New Japan for Wrestling still went up, and uh, the one for this week should be going up as well, where I've been collabing with Sir Sam and Jeremy Donovan from Social Suplex, and Sir Sam hitting his number 100 column for Laws of Pain. So, I'm the jovial person, you bring in for a bit more fun. With the serious topic of last week, I was like, I am not the man for this, I'm not the person for this, and I'm not the voice for it either. So I took a step back, and I didn't really write a column on it, because again, I felt like, it's pretty serious. So I decided to take a step back. So I'm doing this show for this week, and I was thinking that I could give another shout-out as well to uh, a few of the names from uh, the movement who are doing lots of hard work. There's lots of people behind the scenes doing work that you'll never know or do the shout-outs to. I saw Pete Dunn got criticised by somebody saying, oh, see, you've gone quiet. And he's just like, what else is there to say? He says he's working behind the scenes, like doing things like off camera. But in terms of Twitter, do you really need to put something out every single day to just reaffirm to people that you still believe the thing you typed out yesterday? Yeah, I'm with Pete Dunn on that one. <laughs> like, what else is there to say? Especially for me, where I didn't write anything up. I think I might have done one tweet. But again, I was retweeting other voices, the voices of those affected, the voices from those in the industry. What the hell does my voice mean? What do I matter in this circumstance? So it made, it made sense for me to uh, call off the show last week. But I still... I'm making the transition, so I need to put this show out at some point, and it's been a week, and there's another serious story that I can talk about, and I can keep this show nice and short. Sports entertainment is dead. Samuel Plan style with the finale. just going to be like a quick 30-minute show, 
I hear Kath, regular listener, already laughing at imp 30 minutes. Piss off. <laughs> I'll give it a go. But I just want to do a, a quick kind of... This is like a transition show. Because next week I'll be going mental of Raw and uh, NXT. Definitely Raw and NXT. Smackdown is not happening next week. Maybe I'll cover it at some point or somebody else will cover it. I need to get stuff together for Laws of Pain Radio. And again, it'll all be on the Laws of Pain Radio feed. So the main point of this show is to transition everybody from... The Imps LP Radio Adventures feed over to the Laws of Pain Radio feed. I'll tweet it out and stuff as well. It's the same one for Aftershock, as I've already said. So most people who have subscribed to Imps LP Radio Adventure are already subscribed to it. So it's not the biggest deal in the world. And I will also be going out on YouTube with video. Also, this week's episode is an exclusive to the podcast world. Uh, this will not be going up on the YouTube channel. Because again, it's a short transitional show, which doesn't really mean much or translate much to the YouTube audience. So I'm taking the second week off from the YouTube stuff, just to bash this out. And we're gonna, I was set to do this last week. I've just delayed it till today. Before I move on to my thing, in terms of speaking out, two accounts who have been doing a monster amount of work and deserve all... all... I know they don't want praise for doing it, but I'll give it anyway to Sierra Lockton and Alexis Falcon. Uh, that's their Twitter handles as well. Just, um, yeah, the work they're doing, just want to give them a shout-out. Also... The statements from like those suspended, like Sammy Guevara, who I think there's a difference between what's happened with Marty Scott and what's happened with Sammy Guevara, where you can sense like the desire to learn and maybe change within Sammy Guevara. I don't sense you don't sense that within Marty Scott's statement, although Marty Scott's statement seems to be a lot more lawyer advised, as in I'm not going to say more because of legal issues type of thing. While Sammy Guevara is more relatable YouTube era. Because that's something, um, if you've ever, if you're somebody like me who's off the generation watching YouTubers with the amount of them have had to do apologies, people who are really good at YouTube, especially the blog world, if they're really good at it, they've nailed the apology video. Sammy Guevara is one of those people who seem to nail his apology video. Sometimes it comes across as insincere, and this time it came across as sincere. I want to believe that's not because I want to believe him that he wants to change. I want to believe that's not the case, obviously. That could always be the case, and I, it's impossible for me to judge that. But he genuinely seems like somebody willing to change. AEW sending both of their guys who've been accused to sensitivity training, as well as Sammy Guevara not getting paid at all for, for his suspension, and he's going on that training as well. And he did his apology video, which he did not monetize on top of it too. Apparently he reached out to multiple people within AEW apologising, and he had the talk with Sasha Banks herself. Sasha Banks as well, incredibly strong character shown with her response to the Sammy Guevara things as well. It's, yeah, it's good to see somebody like Sammy Guevara, like, owning his actions and genuinely looking like he wants to change. It's, yeah, it's, it's all out there, and the change is happening, like the we're not going to take it anymore feeling is kind of just associated all around with this. And again, a massive shout out to Sierra Luxton and Alexis Falcon. Shout out as well to the people taking over at Progress Wrestling, where they were another one. Their uh, ring announcer, he um, he was just so damaged by this where he stepped away, whilst some, a few others in charge of or high up who have been there a little while, they didn't quite leave for those reasons. But the people taking over, big shout out to Vicky Haskins, who is one of those names who apparently been doing a lot of work backstage, and she's a name that's now associated with uh, Progress in terms of pushing that forward as well. Like, it's it's not come about in the best circumstances, but the fact the change is happening, because I don't want to call it, oh, it's good to see the change happening, because of how it came about. That's why I've, I've stuttered around a few times, because that's a sentence that keeps popping into my head, but it's not right. Like, it's it's not... It is good that it's happening, but it's not good that it's happened. That it shouldn't have needs to have gone this way. 
when a system becomes so broken and this level of abuse is able to happen and isn't shut down, then change is needed, and it's good to see that change. Anyway, let's move on to the happier topic for the final 20 minutes of uh, COVID-19. That's what I meant by, I wish this was under happier circumstances, the final goodbye show, where the two topics to kind of address and talk about, neither of them are great. So the second subject to talk about is the there are multiple uh, so loads and loads of allegations I've not really talked about I've uh, more I've decided to more kind of promote the voices that are pushing the change as well that I've especially here in the UK scene that I've seen of multiple promotions as well re- like really strongly acting and people left and right being kicked off of like high up positions and change genuinely happening in the UK scene I'm not as glued into the American scene from what I can tell there's been a strong similar sentiment uh, especially after the, uh, like, you've seen on the end of this, like with people in high up positions abusing stuff, where Lagana's gone, Joey Vine's gone, and what's his face from Shikara as well. Uh, in the case of bar wrestling and Shikara, they're now dead. Those wrestling promotions don't exist anymore. Uh, that's I've only seen those ones because they're like the big highlights. Uh, any down lower down stuff, like feel free to like send me stuff on Twitter as well, because at the Damien Placat, because like, it's all about sharing information and getting to, getting to know as much as possible. Uh, sharing information is kind of what this last month has been all about educating yourself on on matters speaking of COVID-19 let's just uh, bang on with it as well Uh, also doing this just for the podcast one this is a advertisement free thing as well so yeah you won't get any of that stuff Uh, anyway so uh, COVID-19 and the reason this comes up is because of WWE where it was announced that this past week they got their test back and they were Word to be over over 20, I think was the last number I heard. Over 20 people testing positive for coronavirus. That was after one person tested positive in the NXT recruit. And uh, then they did more tests. Or they, do, they were doing, and That's what sparked them to actually do testing. Because before then, they weren't doing tests. They were doing temperature tests. They weren't doing COVID tests. Just to kind of... If you're, if you're not kept up with the world or anything, a temperature test doesn't tell you anything because you can have the virus without showing symptoms which is why you need to do the covid test to test for covid <laughs> and even that's not 100% successful but it's better than not doing it and WWE until the NXT performer tested positive they weren't doing anything and then they started last week and the the, the consensus around the wrestling bubble was just it's too late you were meant to start this in march and there's a worry that because you've not kept this on top of this, like you hope it doesn't get worse and it's just that one person. Obviously, a week later, that's not the case. They get the results back. More damning news as apparently they had the results at the weekend and informed everybody after Raw, which means you had people who might have... Well, you had the potential case for people who hadn't been tested, whether they got COVID-19 or not, wrestling. Because uh, they got tested before they wrestled when they arrived at the building, when they arrived at the performance centre, and then they got the results later, because the results take them out of time. That means, it kind of defeats the point, you've done a test before they come in, but you don't know the results when you let them in. Like, what's the point then? (laughs) If you're going to let them wrestle anyway. So the thing that's changed after this week is they're now doing a delay, where the wrestlers will come in early, they'll get tested, and I think what I saw was like a day early, so there's enough time for the tests to come in, whether you know. Again, it's it's like they've been dancing across the line. 
you know, going, yeah, we're, we're in line with your rules, we're in line with your rules. And for me, that proves they've not been taking the, uh, not been taking the uh, pandemic seriously, not uh, the COVID-19, not been taking it seriously. If they're constantly dancing along that line of acceptability of, well, technically it's the law, you, you can't rule us away or anything. It's like, well, yeah, you've passed that, but the virus still exists. And for me, that's this is entire thing with one action after the other. They've not taken it seriously. Now they're paying the consequences of that. And compared to AEW, where AEW apparently have been doing these proper tests, they weren't doing just temperature tests. They were doing proper COVID tests. And once somebody tested positive, or uh, not not tested positive, but in the case of John Moxley, where his wife Renee Young, who works for WWE, she tested positive. Then John Moxley informed AEW. Then Tony Khan went pretty, uh, pretty public with it, just flat out announcing that he's come into secondhand contact with somebody who has tested positive. Therefore, he's not going to endanger everybody and turn up. Compared to WWE, where I literally, well, as I just said, they were testing people, letting them in, not knowing what the results were after they'd had a positive test. And now the tests have come back, and you're talking like over 20, you're talking about wrestlers, production staff, uh, people just working in the back. Like, my God. Just mishandling. It's not, well, is it mishandling if you just don't care? And that's kind of where it, it feels like they ha- haven't taken this seriously. And now their workers are paying the price for it. And you hope it's not any worse than that. Like, the biggest fear is Ric Flair was at those tapings. A man with uh, like a history of like operations and things. Of course, he's getting on a bit as well. And the fact that the coronavirus spread around like it did. Like, yeah, he could be fine. But he's the exact demographic that might not be. And you weren't taking the precautions during a pandemic. Because that's the thing as well. Even with... Um, cause in the UK, we're opening up as well. Even though we're opening up, even though the US states have been opening up, uh, over here, uh, our beaches got flooded, just like they did in, in Florida, where now Kayla Braxton has announced that she got COVID from going to the beach. Um, or if she went to the beach, then she got COVID. It doesn't mean she definitely got it from the beach. But uh, anyway, so that's happening over here in the UK as well. Like The beaches got absolutely flooded, I think, in Bournemouth. And it's just that thing of, all because places are opening up, the pandemic is still there. And for me, I find it kind of scary that the amount of people who must not be keeping up with like the news of the pandemic were to so openly and into such a crowded amount of people just willingly go out and uh, do things like that when the pandemic still exists. And to me, it's just like, well, you wouldn't have done that if you've been keeping up with the pandemic. And because, again, because I'm separating... Because again, it's only in, it's really only an America thing where the pandemic is a political issue. But over here, we've got a political issue that they're not making pandemic decisions on the medical stuff, which is that's the closest we're getting to America. In, ter- in terms of like relating, because I know most of my listeners live in America. In terms of like relating the circumstance, and WWE just absolutely strike as another body not taking it seriously. Uh, they're technically working within the rules of everything laid before them, so not broken any of them. But the thing they have broken is the safety of their employees. The trust in that way. And he saw quite a few people, uh, like Kevin Owens just flat out refused to work the tapings after that one person tested positive. Roman Reigns didn't even risk it from day one. Who He's looking like he was smarter and smarter. Sami Zayn's also not turned up and, uh, for the recent tapings either. I think there's more than might be more in the coming weeks, especially 
with this recent happening as well. Uh, especially as well where if you test, you're meant to be quarantining for two weeks, like John Moxley, in terms of AEW, the effect this has on them, John Moxley, after coming in contact with Rene Young, he should be quarantining for two weeks, which means he misses Fighter Fest. And there's been suggestions that he might... Uh, people, I think people suggested that he... What if he shacks up in a hotel and then he can turn up to the tapings? It's like, well, he's already spent quite a lot of time with Rene Young. The chances of him having the disease are pretty high. And what if, if his wife gets worse and he's not there? Surely... I think I did see something where... Um, it might have been Observer Radio. Where John Moxley had said he wanted to be there in case she gets worse. Because he was there and apparently she lost her taste of the smell. So it's kind of like a bit more of a serious take to it as well. Like if you've got the temperature and you're losing smell and things. And it's getting into more weird stuff. Like as a spouse or other half. Yeah, you're not going to... Yeah, you're not just going to go off to a taping. It's like, alright, look after yourself then, duck. <laughs> and off he goes. Like, he's not going to do that. And... It's, it, and obviously WWE's, I guess, inaction is now having an effect on the wider wrestling world. And of course, the families of the wrestlers. Because of course, those wrestlers would have gone home not knowing anything. Because they got, uh, these were the tests for last week, if I might, that arrived over the weekend. And then they told them afterwards. It's just like, what are you doing? Like, you're still showing me that you don't care. And it's kind of, it's, it's a... Because I think I put out some stuff saying I'm finding it difficult to support WWE or continue to watch them in this current COVID time, and I was very, very reluctant to watch them. Like even with the football coming back over in the, here in the UK, if I didn't have my brothers who were de- definitely watching it 100%, I don't think I would have been like definitely jumped on on day one. WWE, I've watched less and less, and like the switch in this uh, Laws of Pain Radio format is going to switch me to watching it a lot more regularly. But I've hardly been watching it, and part of that is it just this a weird feeling when I do. Like I can enjoy it at times. I can distract myself at times. I've, like I've been able to watch AEW perfectly fine, but with WWE, there's something about it where I've just kind of struggled to force myself to sit through it. And the, the word would be force myself because I I don't wake up on a Tuesday and think, oh yeah, Monday Night Raw. I think, shall I? Uh, I'll go on Twitter instead, <laughs> see what happened, maybe go to the YouTube channel if anything goes my interest to properly watch it. But yeah, I'm not, I've not been an avid WWE viewer since, I guess, WrestleMania season. I jumped out after that and I've not really been regular since then. Uh, but yeah, the COVID-19 handling for WWE has been shambolic, is the best way to put it. And worryingly, now we're seeing consequences because of course it's 20 and the thing about the virus is how easily it spreads. And it's not about whether you personally might like die from it or become seriously ill. It's somebody else down the line, be it one of your family. Hence why parents like Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns have flat out gone, no. And Kofi Kingston as well. Like I swear I saw him type something. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he was just a person I pictured in my head when I heard wrestlers were worried about their families. I just pictured Kofi. But... Yeah, it, it's it's pretty crappy, and it's a crappy situation, and who knows what's going to happen next. Because apparently the tapings have been reorganised, because uh, Smackdown's not been taped, so who knows, I think, I think that's true. So, or it's next week's tapings that need to be done. So it's a bit of a panic to get them recorded. So it's like, when do you do it, especially with so many testing positive, and if whoever tests positive should be quarantining. 
but as I put out on Twitter the day of the uh, news coming out, I think it was yesterday, it might have been before. Again, in this lockdown, times of vortex. But with everything, with um, yeah, with WWE, everything they've shown me up to this point has told me that they are not taking this pandemic seriously. So why now would I suddenly believe they will? Even though there's been over 20. Like, it's one of the things where I'm, I'll believe action over words. Because you see the words, are oh, we're taking it seriously. There was Triple H talking about his coronavirus sword spray. I, I paraphrased. <laughs> talking about his yeah, coronavirus killing spray, so they're perfectly fine. It's like, no, you're not. Which, they can, you can do your PR talk, and that'll appease the investors. But in terms of actually looking after your employees, like, as fans, like... That burns a bit of bad will. Obviously, it's if you care, obviously. <laughs> if you care about the people you're watching, their health and safety. Uh, so I'll be honest, it's the internet, not everyone does. But as somebody who, like, this does kind of turn me off the product to see this kind of callousness in regards to a pandemic. It's, yeah, it's... the Yeah, the pain, the consequences, and you just hope that it doesn't get much, much worse. Not forgetting their inner state in Florida... Where their numbers, they're one of the states where the numbers are just going, they're shooting up. No one can tell why. Oh, that's just, it's just impossible to see where that's happened. <laughs> just the numbers absolutely shooting up. Uh, same in multiple states that have opened up in America as well. Again, I'm worried over here in the UK, we might see that in a few weeks. We're just opening up now. Or in the next coming like week or so. 4th of July. We're opening on the 4th of July. That's easy for America to remember. <laughs> but I, when is that? Let's get up my calendar. When is the 4th of July? When is the fo- that is next Saturday, right? So we're we're opening up next Saturday. So in a little while, we might see a similar stories. Hopefully not, but yeah. Anyway, that kind of brings me to the end of a bit. I don't want to bang on negatively about it anymore. I'll talk about the one positive thing from this week <laughs> before I then kind of uh, drift away onto talking about Raw and NXT every single week. But again, I've been covering the New Japan Cup for a Laws of Pain um, or slash wrestling headlines. And I've been collabing, collaborating with Sir Sam and Jeremy Donovan from the Social Suplex Network and the uh, Keeping It Strong Style podcast uh, to cover the New Japan Cup and all the matches. And at the for each week, we've been choosing our top three matches. We'll each talk about our, our picks, and then we'll name our wrestler of the week as well. Three people, so you get a re- relatively lengthy column by the end of it. And that means I've been able to watch and enjoy New Japan. That was just, oh, just the welcome back to the familiar coming back from holiday and just crashing on the couch. It's like, ah, oh, home. <laughs> and that's what it felt like with New Japan. Like that first show back, I think it was just like a special. And yeah, it was tag matches, but it was just like, ah, oh, back to the familiar. Like, yes, I'm home. Because, again, if uh, for some reason this is the podcast you decided to jump on with, New Japan are my number one promotion, which I've used as a way to kind of cover WWE without getting invested. Or when I see people really care and get really angry about something at WWE, um, the only thing that's got me is The Fiend. I bloody fell for The Fiend. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is brilliant. And I got into the character and everything. And I bloody got burnt. For, I broke my own rule. <laughs> I got burnt for it as well. So, yeah. So, it, but New Japan is my number one. That's the one that I kind of mark out for and super, super, superly get into. That's a bad sentence, but I've said it anyway. It's hot. My brain's not working. So, uh, New Japan has just been, especially this week as well. Like I needed New Japan this week. 
Um, you'll see it in the column tomorrow, but when I'm talking about one of the matches in particular, it's just like, I needed this, like just 15 or 10, 15 minutes. It wasn't 15 minutes, <laughs> but like 10 minutes of just pure silly fun. It just entertained me from end to end. And it's just like, I really needed this this week. And just, just thank you for giving me that. <laughs> it just, yes. And it's, like, especially as well with like the kind of negative connotations around wrestling during the COVID era, to then switch back to Japan, like my number one place, and get that feed into my system again. It's just like, yes, perfect. <laughs> it's just, I'm able to enjoy wrestling again without constantly questioning what I'm watching. And to be fair, I don't really get that with AEW. I don't know if it's because it's like the, you hear word about the operations and you see uh, how they're operating in terms of the pandemic. And they are outside as well in terms of being able to spread out and things too. But yeah, it, New Japan, it just feels like, like I'm back home. <laughs> and it's, it's great to have that feeling, especially now where it's like really awful thing after the other. And it's just nice to have a break from it. So yes. Uh, but anyway, hopefully starting next week I'll be able to applaud the things I find good in Raw. Because again, watching intermittently, you don't really get the kind of investment levels for the characters. And I did that on purpose to begin with. But with this, we'll see what happens. When I'm covering every week, can I hold myself back from getting invested in any of the characters? Or will people automatically draw me towards them? Or will that happen and then WWE do something and piss me off again? <laughs> Just like they have before. Uh, I don't know. This era feels like they should be do er doing everything they can to hold on to that hardcore audience. So over the coming months, it might appeal to me a bit more. Uh, I was listening to one podcast covering Raw this week and they did use the phrase that they were a bit worried that they were into that, oh no, the ratings are going down, panic mode, let's do something. And that's normally, uh, in the past couple of years especially, I say normally, Really, it's only the recent years. That's when suddenly the world doesn't make any sense. You see random ideas just suddenly happen that then don't exist in a few weeks or things not explained that, that well because they've just been put out there on air without much thought to it. Not been thought out. They weren't planned ahead. Like I guess the Great American Bash compared to Fighter Fest, where Fighter Fest at AW's had weeks of build getting to a clear direction. Suddenly, this week, NXT announced the Great American Bash that will also be a two-week special event that will also take place at the exact same time as Fighter Fest, with no coincidence. <laughs> well, personally, I see that as, like, in, a, in an era where two brands are competing like that, us, the fans, win out. Obviously, a lot of the talk comes out after WWE's own statement saying, we're not in competition, then doing blatant things which show they're in competition. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, it's PR talk. Stop taking PR talk seriously. <laughs> or investor speech. Like, oh, <laughs> that's... It's, um, I guess it's a different like with PR media spiel and the because actions speak louder than words and quite often people will hang on the PR words and not really be able to budge from that whilst yeah, yeah again I have I have an automatic distrust of companies <laughs> so uh, yeah maybe I, I, yeah like loyalty means nothing really like yeah businesses aren't your friends is my stance <laughs> my parents brought me up pretty pessimistically <laughs> anyway i'm going wildly off topic and this is 30 minute show so i'm not be able to do that so this is the final minute you go screw you katha did it <laughs> anyway i will be back on tuesday to talk about monday night raw for the new schedule then i will be back on thursday as well i'm going to be bloody knackered <laughs> from uh, the heat oh god it's hot anyway 
With that, I bid you adieu. You can follow me on Twitter at the Damn Implicate. You can read my column that I'm doing with Sir Sam and Jeremy Donovan. That'll be going up tomorrow too. Uh, you can catch all the other shows here on NOP Radio. Uh, last night we had Dynamite After Dark with Jamin and Jeff. Uh, Fridays is the Legacy series with Miss Fan and Mystic. There's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast over on the YouTube channel. And there's also Kingdom of Honor also with Jamin and Jeff, which comes out normally on a Tuesday. So now you've got a double whammy of myself and them. Uh, it's the benefit of the time zone. We're very unlikely to clash, <laughs> given that I've uh, got all that done anyway. Anyway, with that... I say thank you for listening. If you've got any questions, hit me up on Twitter. With that, I say bid you adieu. Adios. Ten.